There's more about that Advent series in your email as well. And what else is going on over the next several weeks? Well, that's all going to be found in your email. We don't have a connection piece in the same way anymore, except for what we have in person. And so if you want to know the whole schedule of all the events through Advent and Christmas and all the way into Epiphany, that is a link in your email last night to be able to see all of those pieces that go into that, as well as all these events that are going to be happening over the next several weeks. So I hope you'll join us on this Advent journey as we look at it in a whole different way this year than we've ever looked at it before. So today we conclude our focus on unconventional generosity led by Melissa Heisey with Davis Taylor and Krista Parnon. Today they're going to share what generosity looks like in our financial gifts in a whole new world. And we're going to look back over the last four weeks and see what all we've learned about our unconventional generosity in all the areas. So how do we use financial gifts when things look so different? Let's find out together. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for our final week in our generosity series. Uh, We've had a lot of fun these last several weeks bringing you wonderful stories about presence and witness, service and prayers, and how we as a church have continued to be faithful in those um, areas despite the pandemic. And uh, we're going to wrap up today by talking about financial gifts. And uh, we'll start with Davis Taylor as he makes his way down. He's our finance manager, and he's going to share some thoughts with us about financial gifts during this unconventional time. And then we'll take a little bit of time uh, afterward at the end of the morning to wrap up and kind of revisit where we've been these last several weeks and just celebrate all that you guys have done as a community and what our staff and all of our volunteers have done to bring church to us during this truly unconventional time. So, Davis, if you would like to come up and share with us some thoughts on financial giving. It has been a tough year to be a Tennessee volunteer, (laughs) but I still love it. Let's uh, stop for just a moment and have a prayer. Father, we want to give you thanks today. Thanks for all you give, for all you do, for every opportunity that you give us to glorify you. Thank you for our lives. Thank you for this time together. In Christ's name, and all God's people said, Amen. So let's hit the finance guy to talk about finances, right? Uh I promise you this will not be one of my longer stints. So today is Christ the King Sunday. And while it was not originally planned by the team for this to coincide with uh, the, the end of our stewardship to coincide with today, it is very fitting um, that everything kind of aligns today. The Feast of Christ the King, also known as Solemnity of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, was first established in 1925 by Pope Pius XI and was originally celebrated on the last Sunday in October. 
1969, Pope Paul VI decreed that it to be held at the end of the liturgical year, the last Sunday of the liturgical year. And so if you haven't gathered by now, that's today. And also if you haven't gathered by now, that means Advent starts next Sunday. The time that we come together to prepare for the coming of our King. Today we celebrate. We celebrate King Jesus as Lord of all creation and His dominion in all things. And through our time, talent, service, witness, and financial gifts, we acknowledge God's gifts to us by returning a portion of each to God's service. For all things, our abilities, our possessions, our finances, our friends, our family, all things are gifts from God. They're given to us for a reason, for us to grow and share them for the glory of our Lord. Today we focus on our finances, on our financial gifts, and it is important to stop and give thanks. To give thanks for all we have. This year has been beyond difficult, but today is a day to celebrate. The faithfulness of of this congregation has shown through in all cases this year, in all areas, especially in our financial gifts. At the beginning of this year, we implemented some major changes to our budget. For the first time in over 10 years, over a decade, we included youth, children, and many other areas back into the budget. And nobody expected COVID. It's also the first time in that same decade that we did not have a major children's fundraiser. In which that was the plan originally to help offset the budget. And I say this only to remind us of the amazing things that have been accomplished this year, even in COVID. Things only possible by your faithfulness. Our staff and volunteers have worked tirelessly to keep us connected. Stephanie, with our children, has worked diligently for our kids, from Holy Week bags all the way now to Advent bags. With kids camp, the first in-house kids camp we've ever done, our block party after block party, all in between. Our youth have been diligent in coming together for Mission Week, service projects, and they just completed a, a retreat focusing on Christ, a powerful retreat from what I understand. Probably one of the most powerful they've had in a long time. We've had three food drives. About to culminate in our fourth one on December 19th for Feed the Need. Countless families have been taken care of this year by your generosity. Many families have been helped through our benevolence and COVID fund that we started. Untold, really, the amount of assistance that we've given this year for, for rent, let alone food and other utilities. Operation Christmas Child, 124 boxes delivered. 
And let's really talk about a bigger part of my wheelhouse, all the AV tech, all the stuff that we have done as a church to stay connected. Not to mention our awesome volunteers in our card ministry that have worked so tirelessly. And there is so much more. And I say all this because none of it is possible without our gifts. All of the gifts, but in the end, our financial gifts is what we're talking about today. All those things working together make ministry happen. And it has been financial gifts given in faith. And this year, I'm going to tell you, Good Shepherd, you have been faithful. You have changed the way you do things, but you have never stopped doing them. And giving, whether it by online, by mail, in person, in worship, or dropping them off in the middle of the day, or sometimes in the middle of the night, your faithfulness is shown. And as we go forward, there are still challenges to face. We still have facilities to work on, visions, new visions to be seen through, ministry to continue, ministry that needs to be completed, and family yet to be. So as we celebrate Christ the King and recognize that all things come from God and we are just stewards of what He has given, I invite you to join with me and continue to step into faith to help us finish this year strong and put us in an extraordinary financial position ready to tackle whatever God asks us in 2021 and beyond. And from the staff... And myself, I say thank you, Good Shepherd, for always answering the call. We are blessed to serve. It is amazing. I have a 10,000-foot view of this church just because of the positions that I've been blessed to be in. And it is amazing to see all that work together. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Davis. And I just noticed the slide says unconventional finance manager. Anyone who knows Davis knows he's unconventional. So I'm sorry. I just had to point that out. (laughs) I don't know where we'd be without him. To be honest with you. Um, now we're going to watch a video that Mitzi Baker prepared for us, and she wants to talk to us about her preferred method of giving. My moment to get that queued up.
but not just that piece, but also the heart part. It was a way of proclaiming to God that you were intentionally going to serve him with your financial resources. And so it's almost the you can't serve two masters part. And fast forward to my adult years, I usually call in and pay my bills over the phone. I worry that if I don't, if I select the auto pay option, then I will not keep a good eye on what that account is looking like and will just forget to pay attention to how we're spending our money. So for my tithe check, I like to see what we have coming in and what I expect to be going out. And then also whatever extra things that are going on at church. Sometimes it's something that's going on with the youth or the children's ministry. But sometimes there's other giving opportunities that I wouldn't add to my tithe and offering check, like buying room in the inn supplies or Operation Christmas Child items or when I purchase stamps for the cards that we send for the card ministry. But either way, whenever I'm thinking about the money that I'm spending and how I'm spending it, it feels like I'm telling God how I'm spending the money that he has given us. During COVID, when we weren't physically, neither of us were physically going to church, we would wait until somebody needed to go to church and try to send that check in at that time. Once I recall, Susan Squires was over at the house, and so I asked her to take it in whenever she went back to Hendersonville. But now that we're back in the building sometimes, I do still write that tithe check as an act of worship and an act of intentionally proclaiming to God where the resources that he's given us are going. On rare occasion, I'll make it into the plate, but since we don't pass the plate anymore, it usually still goes in the drop box to be counted later on. But that is why I'll write my tithe check is so that I can intentionally think about the financial resources we've been given and what we're doing with those. Okay, now we're going to invite Mallory Baker to come up. Mallory is going to read Krista Parnon's words, something Krista prepared for us. And she wanted to share how her family has continued to exercise their faith this year through all of the areas of ministry. Okay. So, when I think about how our stewardship has been different due to the COVID-19 pandemic, I'm reminded of something Tom and I established early in our marriage. Attempting to complete the same task, we quickly realized that we approached it very differently. After discussing it, what we learned is that doing things differently than the other doesn't mean either way is right or wrong, but simply different. Doing things differently can seem uncomfortable or even scary to some people. Unfortunately, the only consistent thing in life is change. In many instances, the reality is we have little, if any, control over the things around us. What we can control is how we respond to those unforeseen changes. I feel like this is reminiscent to our current time and how our stewardship has evolved. Presence. The way or place we attend Good Shepherd has changed, at least for now. While in-person worship is our preferred form of attendance, we have opted to participate in the online worship. What I have shared with many people is that Tom and I feel extremely blessed for the church staff and volunteers who have so selflessly given up their time and attention to make online worship what it is today. Although not in person, Tom and I are made to feel welcome each Sunday morning as we worship together and receive God's message to guide us in our lives. Gifts. 
As I previously mentioned, Tom and I have been blessed throughout weekly online worship. We realized that none of it would be possible without talented, caring individuals, both staff and volunteers, and high-quality technology, all of which comes at a cost of both time and money. Therefore, monetary giving is important and something we do to help not only keep things running within the church, but also beyond its walls. Prior to COVID-19, Tom and I wrote weekly checks and placed them in the offering plate. Now, we write a check for one lump sum at the beginning of each month. What we have discovered is a twofold benefit by changing how we monetarily give. First, weekly giving has sometimes resulted in us being off a week or two if we traveled out of town. But this is no longer an issue if we write a single check. Secondly, by sending in our giving at the beginning of each month, it ensures us we give to God first. Service. Tom and I also believe giving to Good Shepherd with our time is important, but it certainly looks different due to COVID-19. We both participate in several committees within the Good Shepherd family. Prior to COVID-19, we attended meetings in person. Now, thanks to advances in technology, we can still participate virtually. Although it is not the same as being in person, there's something to be said for making do with what you have, such as technology, and still being able to discuss important topics in a face-to-face way via Zoom. Speaking of Zoom technology and how change can be uncomfortable or even scary for some people, I have found myself growing and developing skills in unexpected ways during this unprecedented time of COVID-19. If I must be honest, learning how to navigate online video meetings was not on my bucket list, but participating in committees and small groups for GSUMC required me to move out of my comfort zone and embrace change. My momentary sense of uneasiness about technology has been eclipsed by the overflowing blessings I received in return for stepping out of my comfort zone. I've been richly blessed by feeling connected to others and at a deeper level through virtual meetings. Participants in my small groups have reiterated the same sentiment. Some have gone so far to say that despite not attending Good Shepherd in person, they still feel connected and spiritually fed each week. Therefore, I would encourage anyone not yet in a small group who desires to find a place to connect with others on a deeper level to consider participating in a small group. Likewise, if you know someone who could benefit from a small group connection, put them in contact with their group's leader or facilitator. After all, you never know what a blessing it could be for you and what a blessing you could be for others. Witness and Prayers I cannot overstate the value of small groups in my life, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. Small group time each week is not only an opportunity to nurture my spiritual growth, but it is also a chance to participate in someone else's. As Christians, we are called to do just that, and what an honor and responsibility it is. Small group time affords the opportunity to witness to one another, hold each other accountable in a loving way, and lift each other, as well as others, up in prayer. When my family and I rang in 2020, we had no way of knowing that I would require surgery, as well as my husband needing several medical procedures during a pandemic of historic proportions. However, this is exactly what happened. The strength we received from the power of prayer at the hands of the members in our small groups was priceless. Some even showed support by providing meals when they were needed most. Then, a time came when we gratefully had the chance to return the favor. Yes, COVID-19 has impacted my family's stewardship, not negatively, just differently. As we prepare to begin a new year, I I encourage each of you to reflect on your stewardship with Good Shepherd with a few closing questions. How has it changed? How have you been blessed? How have you been a blessing for others? 
What do you see possible in 2021 for your spiritual journey and that of Good Shepherd? Many blessings, Krista Parton. Thank you, Mallory, for sharing Krista's words. And now we have uh, one more video from Mitzi that she prepared, and she's just going to kind of give us some closing remarks and sum up this journey we've been on together. As our series on unconventional generosity comes to a close, our hope is that we can each look back and see that despite these strange circumstances, we've still been able to carry on ministry both within and outside the walls of the church. Yes, it looks different. And it's not likely to end soon, which means it's likely that there's going to be more challenging, more perplexing, more interesting, more inspiring, and maybe even more exciting times ahead. So continue to find ways to practice your faith through prayers, presence, financial gifts, service, and witness. Extend grace as we all try to figure out what this looks like in our personal lives, in our homes, and in our congregations. And so we wrap up this series with some familiar words from James and from Paul. These words encourage us to carry on. First James tells us, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work in you, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. And then Paul tells us in 2 Thessalonians, As for you, brothers and sisters, never tire of doing what is good. And again, Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Amen. And to wrap everything up in this journey we've been on and to um, just remind us how generous, generous we've been this year with our presence and witness, service, prayers, and financial gifts, uh, we have this sideshow to celebrate all of you and what you've done this year for the church.
in. What? Yeah. What a powerful and appropriate song to to end this journey together. And um, I have to say a special thank you to Mitzi Baker for she did all the heavy lifting during these last several weeks. So Mallory's clapping. Yes, she knows. <laughs> um, she's worked uh, really hard to bring these wonderful stories to us and the slideshows, and she's she's kind of put all this together, and I know JR has helped a lot too. And um, thanks to everyone who shared their story, you know, their personal story. It's not easy to do, uh, whether you came up and, and shared it yourself or, um, you know, provided some words on paper for someone to read or a video that you shot from home. It's all meant so much to us, and um, we just really appreciate you and everyone who's volunteered and MC during these last several weeks. It's proven that it truly does take a church community <laughs> to pull something like this off, so we appreciate all of you. In closing today, I just want to remind you that uh, you have an opportunity to you know, share with us your thoughts and your commitments uh, for this coming year, what you covenant with respect to your presence, your witness, service, prayers, and financial gifts. We have a link that I believe everyone has received to complete your covenant cards online if you'd like to do that. Or we also have printed copies of covenant cards at the volunteer desk uh, right outside of the office if you want to drop by and pick up uh, an actual printed copy of that and turn that back into the church office. And I'm sure if you would like your cards mailed, we can, we can figure out how to do that. They're all getting mailed, Pastor said. So awesome. Thank you. That concludes our series, and I'll turn this uh, back over to Pastor Jeremy. I don't know that any of us knew where this was going to go when we first talked about this several months ago. It all seems old hat now, but it sure was an old hat then. As Melissa and Mitzi and I talked over Zoom about stewardship, and I said, I don't have anything else to say. I've been here this long. I've said everything I can think of to say. I can say things that you know I can say, but what if we heard from the congregation instead? I wonder if we really did that. And maybe, just maybe, this might become a part of what stewardship looks like every year to be able to incorporate these stories and, and people and, and things. And I know looking at those slideshows, it has heartened me in a place when I was disheartened to be able to see all the things that we could accomplish because the Matthew, of course, I want to do more. And we've done a lot. And uh, I'm thankful for all that we've been able to do and thankful for Melissa and for Mitzi for leading us through all of this. And for everyone else who helped in some way to do this, it's been a, a true blessing. Those cards will go out in the mail, so everybody has them, but we have them here on site. For those of you who are on site and electronically, you can fill them out. And I hope that you might find something that you might want to think about in 2021 you want to do. Take on something new. Did a lot of new things this year. Maybe there's something that God's calling you to do this year as well. And so as we started last week, and uh, Joy was on Facebook actually encouraging folks to join her, so I appreciate Joy's leadership in that. But Psalm 91, you might want to start setting again an alarm at 9.10 a.m. or 9.10 p.m. to do this powerful psalm together that Barbara talked about last week uh, being powerful in her life too. But let's praise protect, protection prayer for this pandemic. Lord, thank you for the rest that comes when I choose to live in your shelter. I declare you alone are my refuge my place of safety. 
You are my God. I trust in you. I pray you will protect me and my family from the coronavirus. I pray you will cover me and shelter me. I thank you for your faithful promises that remind you will protect me. Help me not to be afraid of all that I hear and all that I see. Help me not to dread the virus that is terrorizing our world. Lord, many are sick and more are fearful and anxious. Pray protection for me, my family, my church, my community, my city, my state, my country, my continent, and my world. I pray, Lord, as I make you my refuge, that no evil will conquer us, nor come near our home. Pray for protection by your angels wherever I go. Lord, I love you. I trust in you. Please rescue and protect me. Thank you for answering when I call. Thank you for being with me in trouble. Thank you for salvation and the hope of heaven. And both everyone here and everyone at home said, Amen.
shown up in a big way this year. And even when we don't feel like you're working, those are the words that hit me the most in that song. You're still there. And we know you are still working even when we can't feel it. Even when we can't see it. It's not dependent upon us. You're still there. Making the world turn. You're still there. Making a way when there is no way. You're still there, making miracles. So let's hear these words as we go out into the world that needs to know miracles and needs to know a God who's making a way. Go now in the freedom of the gospel of Christ. Encourage one another to lead lives worthy of God. Walk together in service, in humility. Let your words and your lives be one with Christ. And may the God of lasting love open the way before you. And may Jesus the Messiah be your one instructor. And may the Holy Spirit lead you on into the promised land of God's kingdom and God's glory. We go in peace and love to serve God. In the name of Jesus the Christ, King of kings, Lord of lords, for all, in all, and over all. And the people of God said both here and at home, Amen. Go forth into this week being a thankful and grateful people.
Thanks, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. If we Happy don't see you before that, Happy Thanksgiving. be grateful, be thankful. 